Oftentimes, we see married couples, and from the outside looking in, we see the smiles, the social media photos, and we may think that they are in a happy, healthy relationship. However, you just never know what evil is lurking behind a partner's smile and loving facade. This is the story of the murder of Shauna TFA. presented on the Crime Lounge podcast are based on public information researched and compiled using multiple sources, including the internet, as well as personal thoughts and opinions of the host and the guests. This show is not meant to disrespect any of the victims or other individuals that are discussed. Due to the graphic nature of true crime and the subjects that will be shared, listener discretion is advised. What's going on, good people? Welcome back to the Crime Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Nita J, and this is episode number three. So I am sitting here with a glass of wine, just kind of decompressing from my day. And I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and record this episode because I literally wrote this script a couple of days ago, but I just been chilling. So let me go ahead and record this episode for y'all, right? So just sit back, grab a glass of wine or some tea or coffee or whatever you sip on when you listen to these cases. And we're going to just dive right in. So before we get started, I do want to give you a couple of trigger warnings. This case has elements of violent murder and mentions of suicide. So if these concepts are a little too much for you, I completely understand if you need to step away from this story. Take care of yourself and join me for future episodes. My sources for this episode include a show on Investigation Discovery called Grave Secrets, Season 1, Episode 1, entitled Secrets of the Desert, articles from the Las Vegas Sun, and an episode on Dateline NBC entitled Under the Full Moon. I will leave all my sources in the show notes for you to check out. Sean and TFA was born on March 13, 1966 in Salt Lake City, Utah. She grew up surrounded by loving parents and friends who got to watch her grow and blossom into a lovely young woman. As a child, she was friendly and she loved to read and draw. She was a cheerleader, which seemed to fit perfectly with her happy and bubbly personality. She moved to Las Vegas in 1994, and after working as a cosmetic salesperson, she soon became a cocktail waitress at the Palms Hotel Casino. She loved her job and made friends with her co-workers pretty quickly. By many of the statements that I found from some of the co-workers there at the Palms, they loved her and always looked out for her. They also mentioned how sweet and kind she was and how much the customers there just adored her and loved being in her presence. In 2002, while at work, Shauna met a tall, strikingly handsome man named George TFA. George, who was homecoming king and star athlete in his younger years, is a West Point graduate. When he and Shauna met, he was a firefighter in the area. According to his co-workers, George was super intelligent, dependable, loved to serve others, and a lot of his co-workers really looked up to him. He had a pretty commanding presence, and he had lots of confidence. George and Shauna began dating and just couldn't get enough of each other. 
According to his sister Maria, George was head over heels in love with Shauna, and it was very apparent that the feeling was mutual on Shauna's end. They seemed to complement each other very well, and after being together for about a year, they welcomed a beautiful daughter named Maddie. It just seemed that their world was filled with so much happiness and love, and three years into their relationship, they decided to get married in Hawaii. Looking at their wedding photos, which I'll include in the show notes, they looked to be such a happy and loving couple. Even little Maddie looked excited to be there. In the beginning of their marriage, things were going well for George and Shauna, but soon the relationship started to change. They started to have financial troubles, which caused a bit of a strain on both of them. On top of that, George didn't seem to be the sweet, caring man that Shauna fell in love with. In fact, he started belittling her and being critical of her looks, even going so far as to say that she looked like a slut when she got dressed for work. Now, mind you, she's been working as a cocktail waitress and dressing this way for work for years by this point, but I guess now it's a problem. (laughs) Shauna would tell friends that George was becoming more and more jealous and controlling, and he had started becoming angry at the drop of a dime and even started trying to intimidate Shauna into acting the way that he wanted her to. Mm -mm -mm. the love and light was starting to dim in their household even so shauna continued being the sweet bubbly woman that she was and she put her energy into raising her baby girl since shauna was busy being a doting mother i guess george needed a way to spend his time as well so he started doing home repair projects when he wasn't working in doing so he started to bring a friend in to help him with odd jobs around the house a homeless man named noel Although Shauna felt a little uneasy about George bringing strangers into the home like this, friends of George said that this wasn't really out of the ordinary for him. According to the 48 Hours documentary on this case, George would frequently befriend those who were less fortunate when he volunteered at shelters in the area. So even though Shauna was uncomfortable with this, she just kind of let him do his own thing and she stayed to herself. Okay, I need all of my fellow wine lovers to come to the front of the line, please. I have a very special message for you specifically. How would you like to be able to experience delicious Napa Valley wines while giving back and making a positive impact? Well, now you can. I need you to get into One Hope Wine. One Hope is one of the largest direct-to-consumer wineries in the world and has proudly donated over $7 million to local and global causes. One Hope's award-winning wines are made from the finest grapes sourced from world-renowned winemaking regions. Their commitment to quality is as strong as their commitment to the causes they support. Head on over to crimeloungepodcast.com wine to learn more about the wines and how you can save up to 20% year-round, access member-only wines, and receive 10% back in reward points. Again, that's crimeloungepodcast.com slash wine. Don't worry, I'll leave the link below this episode and in the show notes. Now, let's get back to the episode. Things in the relationship just continued to go downhill, and George and Shauna just couldn't see eye to eye. After 10 years of marriage, the couple decided to separate and Shauna moved into her own place. They worked together to raise little Maddie together, but they were pretty much done. Shauna, who her friends describe as an optimist and a hopeless romantic, just couldn't bring herself to file for divorce just yet. 
in her heart, she really wanted to work things out between her and George, and she wanted to keep her family together. The two went to counseling to do what they could to try to put their marriage back together. It was a normal evening in September of 2012. George was working a 24-hour shift at the firehouse, and Shauna was finishing up a shift at the Palms. She's seen on surveillance video clocking out at about 3 a.m., and she starts out to make the 30-minute commute to her townhouse. As she normally would, she let herself into the garage and walks into her home. Unfortunately, this would be the last time that she did so. At about 9 a.m. on September 29, 2012, George picks up his daughter from her grandmother's house and he heads to Shauna's house to pick up a few things that they had discussed earlier. He and Maddie walk into the home and discover Shauna's bloody, lifeless body laying on the floor. George immediately rushes to call 911. 911 emergency. I need police, fire, or medical? Uh, police, I... I... I think I need to report a, a break-in and a murder. Okay, what's going on there? Uh, I, I, my wife, my wife is uh, on the floor, bloody, stiff, not moving. Oh God, I, I, I didn't touch the body to check for a pulse. Oh. All right, you uh, take a deep breath. Okay, we do have an officer on the way, so just. Stay right outside and we'll get somebody out there for you, okay? Okay. Okay, what's your name, sir? My name is George P.F.A. When the police arrive, they find Shauna, who had been bludgeoned to death. She was covered in defensive wounds from desperately fighting off her attacker. Her fingers were broken from covering her head and face. It appeared that she had been brutally beaten with a hammer. Homicide detective Dan Long said that looking at her injuries, he could tell that at some point during the attack, the perpetrator stopped using the rounded part of the hammer and switched to the claw side of the hammer. Since the use of the hammer was seen as such an up close and personal type of attack, naturally George was seen as the prime suspect, especially since he was the one who discovered her dead. George, being at work at the time of the attack, had a solid alibi. Police went on to get his statement. How long have you guys been married? Uh, we've been six and a half years. So we're currently separated. How long have you been separated? About five months. This is a tough question for you, George, mm -hmm. but it's important. Yes. Do you know, was she seeing anybody else throughout the separation? I don't know, because uh, she was acting like she was seeing somebody else. When was that about? Uh, that was in June, I think. Okay. Uh, she said she was just trying to make me mad and she, there's nobody else and to tell you the truth I believe her but we took a little break and we we're planning on moving back in together but she told me that she loves me and that she wants our family to work and I love her After finding out that George had a solid alibi, detectives move on to see if they can find anyone in Shauna's life that may have had any animosity towards her, or maybe she had an overzealous customer who might have been stalking her at work. After all, she had so many customers at the Palms that loved her. She also had left the casino pretty late at night of the murder, so maybe someone had followed her home without her noticing. 
If this was a murder perpetrated by a stranger, police knew that this would be a much harder case to solve. As they investigated further, they realized that Shauna had filed a police report just a few weeks earlier. Someone had burglarized her home and she had been pretty spooked by this, rightfully so. By now, the detectives thought maybe the burglar had come back and attacked Shauna as she walked into a burglary in, in progress. This scenario seemed less likely since burglars usually don't go back to the previous scene, especially this soon. I mean, it had been just a few short weeks since she had made this police report. The community was so shocked and saddened by Shauna's murder and law enforcement was determined to get answers. Detectives get a break in the case when they receive a call from a tipster from the community. The tipster says that he has information about a woman who was recently killed with a hammer. Of course, the detectives are eager to speak with this man as they need all of the information that they can get right now. They arrange a meeting with him and it turns out that this gentleman had previously been in prison but has since gotten out and had turned his life around. He went by Big Will and after being released, he would help others to transition back into society after being in jail. He tells detectives that he had recently smoke, spoken to a homeless man and tried to get some help. After drinks, the homeless man had told him that he had beaten a woman to death in the Summerlin area. The Summerlin area was where Shauna lived. On the 48-hour special, Big Will said, quote, he was happy, happy like he just completed a mission, a mission to where he's going to get paid a lot of money. He's going to leave town and live a happy life like that, end quote. When asked if the homeless man told him how he killed her, Big Will replied, quote, yeah, yeah, he told me that. He was laughing when he said it. He said, I hit this woman with a hammer over and over and over until the hammer broke, end quote. This confession had Big Will extremely shaken and he knew that he had to tell the police and good for him for stepping up and giving information because who knows how long this investigation would have gone on had he not said something, you know? Big Will didn't have the name of the homeless man, but according to the ID Channel documentary, he only knew him as Greyhound. Big Will agrees to point the police in the direction of Greyhound's hangout spot, and they did find him. Detective Long approaches him, searches him, and notices that Greyhound has a knife, amphetamines, and marijuana on him. Greyhound starts to panic, but Detective Long assures him that he's not there to talk about the drugs, but he has questions about an investigation, and Greyhound agrees to talk with him. When they get back to the station for an interview, Greyhound finally tells him his name. His name is Noel Stevens. Does this name sound familiar to you? Noel is the same homeless man that used to help George with the projects around the house. Noel was a self-proclaimed gangster with an extensive criminal history. One of the first questions that detectives ask him is if he knew the TFA family or if he had any connection to them whatsoever. Noel told them that they were his friends and that he was particularly close with George. Although he knows them, Noel denies any involvement in the murder of Shauna. Detectives aren't convinced of his story, so they detain Noel until they can continue to seek out the truth. They go to pay George a visit and he confirms that he indeed knows Noel and that he was a friend of the family. He told detectives that he didn't believe that Noel would have anything to do with Shauna's death since they were all so close. Sensing that something just isn't right, investigators go to perform a search of where Noel was staying, which was a small tent in the middle of the desert in Las Vegas. 
In this tent, they find things like ski masks, gloves, hats, but then they find something else, a bathing suit bottom, which turns out to be Shauna's. After that, they find a hammer, a pair of jeans with a large amount of blood on them, which later is determined to be Shauna's blood. Investigators have their guy. They take photographs and evidence back to Noel and they show him what they found. Although he is apprehensive at first, he finally confesses to brutally murdering Shauna TFA. Noel explains that he snuck into Shauna's home and waited in the dark for her to get home from work. As she arrived and walked down the dark hallway of her home, Noel attacked her from behind, bashing her in the head with the hammer. He repeatedly beat her in the head at least 17 times until he knew she was dead. Everything that he said matched the evidence in the crime scene. Here's the thing though, what reason would he have to murder a woman who had led him into her home and who he had said that he was so close with? Noel let another explosive detail slip, that George TFA had put him up to the whole thing. This episode is brought to you by Air Affordable. So have you ever wanted to go on a trip and you know you had to book a flight, but the flights were a little bit expensive and you just need a little bit more time to be able to pay for that flight? Well, that's where Air Affordable comes in. So this company is amazing, you guys. I've been using this company for a couple of years now. It's a black owned company that allows you to pay for your flights and installments. So they'll let you go on the website, submit your information for the flight that you want, pay a small down payment, and then pay for your flight and installments before you leave. I'll be completely honest with you, this has saved me so many headaches and allowed me to be excited about my trip and not have to be worried about paying for my flight or a big price up front. I could just pay for installments. It's a lot less stressful and I really love working with this company. The customer service is absolutely amazing. I know you guys will love it too. So I'm going to leave a link below this podcast episode for you guys to check it out and I'm going to be giving you $25 off of your first booking. So yeah. Click that link below this podcast episode, learn all about Air Affordable, and book your next flight and pay for it in installments. Noel begins telling the story of how George TFA had helped to groom and prepare him to murder his wife, Shauna. According to Noel, George found out that Shauna might have been seeing another man, and that even though they had been going to counseling, Shauna had decided to go ahead and file for divorce. Apparently, George was not having any of that. Also, as I mentioned earlier, the couple was having money trouble, so he might have been upset that Shauna may take money out of George's pocket with the divorce. It seemed that George always wanted to control everything, and now that he was losing control over Shauna, he just couldn't handle it. To investigators, Noel's story seemed believable, but they had to be able to prove what he was saying was true. After all, he's a convicted felon and had confessed to criminal acts even before Shauna's murder. They needed some facts to back up all of what he was saying. They soon learned that George had given Noel about $600 to murder Shauna, but promised him that he would give him thousands more once he killed her. Noel also explained that George took him shopping for the tools that he needed to carry out the act. There's literally surveillance video from the store where they had gone shopping together just before the murder. You can see them walking in the store, joking and laughing, walking around, even checking out together. 
Can you guess what they were both on camera purchasing? Yep, a hammer. George also gave him a key to Shauna's house, which is how he was able to slip in before she had gotten home from work. Later on, it was also discovered that George and Noel shared about 87 phone calls right before the murder. Mm. It seems that everything is starting to come together for investigators. Noel is their murderer and George is a suspect in conspiring to make the murder happen. They go to George's family to see if they can get any information from them. In the ID Channel documentary, it seems that the family meeting was a bit of a setup. <laughs> Something to let George know that they were onto him without directly accusing him. The meeting with the family goes as expected. They mention that he's this great guy, great father, famous firefighter, and local superhero. Everything a family would say about someone that they loved. They didn't think for a second that he had something to do with Shauna's murder. However, Detective Long purposely tells them that George is indeed a suspect in the murder and that he will be arresting him. Period. <laughs> they leave the home and their ruse seems to work. George's sister immediately calls him to let him know that the cops are on the way. Right after this, Detective Long gets a call that George TFA had just committed suicide. After hanging up with his sister, George knew that the jig was up. He hopped in his truck and he sped off. According to CBS News, George weaved erratically through city traffic and onto Summerlin Parkway. He accelerated to about 90 miles per hour and smashed head on into a barrier in an attempt to commit suicide. Detective Long believes that George just couldn't handle that the image that he had in the community was now being tainted and his world was crumbling around him. I mean, if you're worried about your image, maybe don't have your wife murdered. But I don't know. Maybe that's just my opinion. I don't know. Miraculously, George survived this attack and was rushed to the hospital. Detectives met him there and he was arrested right in his hospital bed, period. Noel Stevens was found guilty for the murder of Shauna TFA and was sentenced to life in prison. He agrees to testify against George in his trial. So I was reading that he was actually up for the death penalty, but since he cooperated and decided to testify against George, they decided to drop the death penalty and just gave him life in prison for his um, crime. On the stand, Noel told the whole story, including the fact that George had put him up to the murder. With this, along with all of the evidence presented, the jury deliberated for three days. They found George TFA guilty of all charges, including first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder of his wife, Shauna TFA. He was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole, plus an additional 32 to 81 years. Judge Eric Johnson said, My sentence today is not based upon holding you to a higher standard. My sentence is based upon the fact that this was just pure evil. George showed no emotion as his sentence was read. According to the Department of Corrections for the state of Nevada, he is currently serving his sentence at the High Desert State Prison. So there you have it, folks. Another wild case. Let me know what you guys think about this case in the comments below, but I just wanted to point out a couple of things. Um, I researched a lot of different true crime cases. I watched a lot of true crime. 
listen to a lot of true crime and there's always like these recurring themes of either the husband or the wife just wants like total control of things and as soon as they lose that control the other partner is now in danger which is so crazy to me like like your husband's supposed to be your protector you know what I mean and as soon as he doesn't get his way he gets your murder like that's so crazy I just think that's wild but anyway another thing that I wanted to point out you guys remember when George went to the house and he discovered Shauna's body well he took his daughter Maddie into the house with him so he took his daughter walked into the house and not only did he discover Shauna's dead body his daughter saw that and I think his daughter at the time I don't remember I know she was young like she was maybe like eight or something like that but at that point he had already known that Shauna was dead like he already knew that the whole thing was over at that point so he purposely took his daughter into the house and traumatized his baby girl for the rest of her life like not only is her mom gone her dad is now in prison but now she's left with that image of seeing her mother's body on the ground and she was bludgeoned by with a hammer like there was blood everywhere and the fact that he just took her into that knowing what she was gonna see I just think that was completely despicable I mean of course the act of having his wife murdered was just the worst anyway I mean he is a big POS okay but the fact that he did that on, to, on top of everything else I just think that was despicable um as a father you know what I mean like stuff like that just really grinds my gears but <laughs> um but yeah this case was a crazy one um so I'm going to leave all of the show notes uh, I'm sorry all of the sources that I used in the show notes so you guys can check them out um I did watch three different documentaries for this case so I'm going to list all three of those so if you guys want to go back and watch them you can um and there's lots of stuff on YouTube on this case as well um it was a pretty big case out in Las Vegas so um, there's lots of things on that. So the last thing I read is that George TFA is now or he was appealing his case, um, trying to get a lighter sentence and saying that um, he was under the influence of like prescription drugs or pills or something like that when he decided to conspire to have his wife murdered. <sighs> George, 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 mm -mm. you are trash and no. I hope that doesn't fly. I hope he gets that same sentence and he remains in jail and does not get out. And I, that's just that on that. I just, I don't understand it. But anyway, let me know what you guys think about this case. Um, I'm going to leave everything in the show notes, like I said, and then you can connect with me on Instagram. I am at crime lounge podcast on Instagram. I'm also on Facebook by the same name. Um, and then yeah, that's it. So I will catch y'all in the next case. Oh, oh yeah. And if you guys want to suggest a case, definitely look in the description of this episode. There's a link where you guys can suggest different cases. So yeah, definitely help your girl out because I have a ton of ideas, but if it's something that you want to hear, I would love to see it. I would love to see it. So I will catch y'all in the next episode, y'all. Thank you for listening. Take care. The Crime Lounge Podcast is brought to you by Magenta Productions with music by Infraction. Visit us at crimeloungepodcast.com for show notes, to join our Facebook discussion group, or to suggest a case. Don't forget to subscribe, connect with the show on social media, and leave a review.